Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bath and Biscuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Rosino, and I am here to bring pet parents and pet professionals together to create a community of educated pet lovers. episode of the podcast. I'm really excited for this, for you guys to listen and to just really see what this platform does. For this first episode, I just wanted to give an introduction to myself, let you guys know who I am, how I got here, and just what my plans are. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Brittany. I'm 27 years old. I was born and raised on Long Island, still currently here on Long Island. I have a pug named Pickles and a cat named Walter. And there's a fun fact about Walter. She's a girl. I wanted to call her Waffles and I called her Waffles for like the first year of her life. And it just didn't stick. No one else was calling her that. And so I lost the battle and her name is Walter and she's a girl. Aside from being in the pet industry, I coach lacrosse. I coached my first season of high school this year. So this past spring, that was really fun. I did go to college. I did four years at Farmingdale State, got a bachelor's degree, played lacrosse there. I'm doing absolutely nothing with my bachelor's degree. I worked in the pet industry all throughout college, and I'm still here today in the industry. I started out in 2013, and I kind of just want to give a little bit of run-through of the different facilities that I worked at and the dynamic of each facility because a lot of my podcast episodes are going to be on experience from those facilities and things that I've seen, things that I've witnessed, all of that. So in 2013, I had just graduated from high school. My friend was working at a boarding and daycare facility and I needed a job, so they wound up getting me a job. And this facility was huge. It was really, really big and What they did was a working interview, basically. So it was a four-hour working interview. You would go in for two hours. If you did good, you would stay for the next two hours. The first two hours that you worked, you did not get paid for that. So I don't even think that's legal to do, but that's how they did it. So the first two hours were basically free. It was like a tryout. You didn't get paid for it. And then if you stayed for the next two hours, you got paid for those two hours of work. So that's how that interview was. That's how I got hired. I was in the back. I was working in the boarding facility, like the boarding kennel part of it, because they did grooming as well. But we, the, the kennel staff had nothing to do with the grooming. So I worked in the kennel, taking care of the boarding dogs and supervising daycare. We also boarded cats at this facility. Pretty much any animal walking through the door, we took in. So we had pigs, we had um, guinea pigs, rabbits, birds, everything. So it it was a lot. I learned a lot at this facility. I feel like if you're in the industry for a really long time, you see a lot of things happen. And I feel like I experienced everything that could possibly happen at this one particular facility. Like I said, it was really big. During a busy season, we can have 130 to 140 dogs boarding and then have 
20 cats and a couple small animals, we would be filled to capacity. It was absolutely insane. Looking back, I honestly don't know how we even managed to do it because it was so many dogs. And we had maybe like five people on staff at a time working with the dogs. The boarding dogs in particular, so the way that it worked here was boarding was any type of dog, regardless if they were daycare friendly or not, they were able to board. So we had people aggressive dogs, dog aggressive dogs, cage aggressive, food aggressive, you name it, dogs that have medical issues, senior dogs, we boarded NYPD police dogs, other working dogs, and Dogs that weren't daycare friendly would just get private playtime. And so outside, there were like kennels set up so you can walk them and leave them outside while we cleaned the inside. The daycare here was just one large group and every single dog was together. So no matter what size, what breed, what energy, it was just one large group. And there was an outdoor area that was all turfed and they would mostly be outside. There was an indoor area, but it was upstairs and we didn't really use it too often because it was a lot to like walk the dogs through the lobby up the steps to the indoor room. So there was like a space in the back of the kennel that was, it had like um, a couple gates. So we would just fence them in and if they had to come inside, if it was raining or really bad weather, they just play kind of in that back area or we would use the upstairs room. But Either way, they were mostly outside the whole time, and it was just one large group. Staffing there was high school, college students in the back. There was management. It changed throughout the times that I was there. I was there about three years. And then the owner of the facility, he was there, but not always. He wasn't really present that much, and then when he was there, he wasn't super hands-on or interactive with the back. So we basically managed ourselves back there. Everybody was trained to do everything and we all just knew what had to get done and we did it. So I was there for about three years and then I moved on to a vet's office. I was only at this vet's office a short amount of time, probably like six months maybe. It was just not the right fit for me here. The way that the dynamic was, was everybody was full-time staff members. So regardless of how many dogs were boarding, you had three, four people on staff to be working in the kennel and it would be slow. So there would be a lot of downtime and we would clean, we would take care of the dogs and then we'd just be standing around. And you were not allowed to just be standing around. You weren't allowed to mingle with the other departments. Like the way that this facility was set up was like the main floor was the vet's office and then upstairs and downstairs were the boarding areas and they had grooming as well. So there was a grooming room upstairs, a grooming room downstairs. And you couldn't really, like, if you would go upstairs and, like, talk to the vet tax or reception, the management would not really want you to do that. So they would have us, they would just come up with things for us to do. Like, we would have to paint the steps. We would have to go outside, power wash the fences outside. There were parts of the kennel where, like, again, when it was slow and we had downtime, there were parts of the kennel that weren't being used, but we would have to mop them, like, two to three times a day, even though it wasn't dirty just to give us something to do busy season for them was like 40 50 dogs and they did do cats but not on like a large scale like my first facility there would maybe be like 
six cats at a time, maybe 10, not too many. The manager here for the kennel, he was just a groomer. His room was downstairs in the kennel and he did nothing with the kennel staff. Like he didn't help us walk dogs. He didn't do feed. He didn't do meds. He didn't check dogs in, check dogs out. He had nothing to do with the kennel, but he was the kennel manager. He would come in and groom his dogs and leave. And the only time he would talk to us about the kennel was if somebody had called and complained about something and then he would yell at us. And then the owners, one of the doctors was the owner and then his wife, she would come in a couple times a week and she was basically like the office manager. So if we needed anything, we would just talk directly to her. There was a vet tech at this job. I remember she was so mean. She was like 50 years old. She had to be like 50 years old. And so she was a grown woman, an adult. And I remember we were all walking in in the morning and I was new. And she was saying hello to everybody and like very clearly ignoring me, like purposely not saying hello to me. And I'm just looking at her like, this is rude. And she turns and looks at me and she she literally stares me in my face and is like, oh, yeah, sorry, I don't like new people. And I was like, what the hell? Like, that was so rude and unnecessary. And, like, the people that were walking in with me were like, what is wrong with you? Like, this is a grown woman. So now this lady was so, like, out to get me. And not just me, like, any new person. She would literally, like, she was a vet tech. So she was supposed to be upstairs minding her business. But she would, like, occasionally come downstairs just to see what people were doing. And, like, you weren't allowed to be on your phone. And so if she saw you on your phone, she would go and tell on you to, like, the office manager upstairs and try to get you in trouble. Like, just go out of her way to get you in trouble. And that was the work environment basically there. And so I left and I went to another boarding, training, grooming, and daycare facility. This one was the smallest facility that I worked at. It was similar to the first one in terms of like boarding and daycare were set up how boarding dogs weren't necessarily daycare dogs. It was private playtime. Dogs that didn't really get along with other dogs could still board with us. We didn't really take aggressive dogs at this facility, but we did take some dogs that were a little bit temperamental, had some behavior issues just because we were experienced, we were able to deal with that. But any outright aggression, we did not take. The daycare was also the same as my first facility that I worked at where it was just a big group and every size and breed were all together in that group. They had, they didn't have outdoor space. There was like a small section on the side of the building where we could walk them. So we couldn't do daycare outside. There was just like an indoor room where we did daycare. The staffing here was basically me. So at first, when I, when I first got hired, it was me and then the owners were a mother daughter so they would kind of help out in the kennel and then there was a bather and a groomer and that's how it was running for a little bit and then they wound up opening a second location which was just like a grooming location and they brought on two new groomers and a receptionist and this is where I learned to groom they had sent me They didn't send me to grooming school. They paid for me to take like an online grooming course and then work with the groomer who had 10 years experience because her bather assistant had quit. So I kind of took over 
that role to help her with her schedule because she had a lot of dogs she was busy like book six six weeks out so I was helping her and they had sent me to learn grooming before they had opened up the second location so the plan was for me to take on boarding dogs daycare dogs and then anybody else who kind of called the facility and I would take that overflow because our groomer like I said was booked six weeks out it didn't work like that um so wound up opening a second location one of the groomers at that second location quit I went over there took over her clients kind of ran that second location and then it just wasn't a good fit anymore at this facility I was there about two years I did give a month's notice before leaving our morals and just work ethic values all of that weren't aligned anymore so I had to leave and not be a part of that facility anymore and then I went on to my last facility which was very very different from the other facilities that I worked at it was different but the same type of concept so it was different because it was a daycare facility they did boarding they did a little bit of grooming but the boarding aspect of it was the dogs were strictly daycare so we didn't take any dogs that weren't dog friendly and the daycare here was separated into three groups so it was separated by size and energy level and the play yards were indoor outdoor so that was different like the whole dynamic was different I originally was hired as just a daycare attendant and I worked about a month as a daycare attendant in the back and then I was promoted to general manager and then I was I was there about a little over a year working as a general manager I did some grooming there helped them out and I wound up just leaving in February of this year and I just left because I wanted to really kind of branch out and try to do my own thing try to grow my business I wanted to work from home I wanted to have that freedom and so that's kind of where I'm at now is trying to grow my grooming I'm working from home I'm starting up the podcast my end goal I don't really want to make a career out of grooming my end goal is to open up a boarding and daycare facility on Long Island that's really luxury that's really different than anything that's around here And I also want to do consulting with other businesses across the U.S. I want to help them with their businesses, help them grow, help them with their staffing issues, with their playgroup issues, anything. Like just share my experience and help them to be better and not make mistakes that I've seen being made with ownership, with management, with playgroups, with anything like that, with my experience throughout the different facilities that I worked at. So that is pretty much how I got here, what my plans are for the future. I want this podcast to be really transparent, really honest. I'm going to open up about a lot of things that I've experienced in this industry, things that are good, bad, ugly, because I think it's important to not only talk about the good things, like what works for businesses or what are some happy things that I've seen, But I think it's also important to talk about the ugly things and the tragic things that happened so that facilities can learn how to avoid that happening in their businesses, right? 
And I think it's important to be transparent as well so that pet parents can understand that we just don't play with dogs all day. I think there's this this idea that people in the pet industry just kind of get the best job ever, right? Like we play with dogs, we walk them, they're great, we cuddle with them, we get kisses. And it is so much more than that. And so I hope to kind of bring the pet industry and pet parents together so that we can all learn we can just just make an impact on the industry and pet parents can be more equipped with knowledge and know how to better care for their pets so thank you guys so much for listening i'm so excited for you guys to hear the rest of my episodes that are coming out as well i will be posting every week on mondays So please subscribe, please share, rate, and review. It would be really helpful for the podcast.